Yeah. Doing bad I, accents. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So let, let's get down to Remains of the Budong Bet Day. <laughs> not what it's called. That's not what it's called, is it? It's, it's called on the remains. <laughs> home on the remains. That's it. Is is that a play <laughs> word? Is like a home on the range? Is that yes. 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 Okay. Whereas I'm doing That's remains of the day. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. 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 I I understand what's going on now. <laughs> Hi, friends. Hello, puppets. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Muppet Sex and Trauma. I'm Sarah Ezad. I make the Costume Codex videos on YouTube. I'm Jack Cram, editor slash right-hair man for Passion of the Nerd and editor for Chipperish Media. And I'm Josh Gosden, and I, I've been around Southern accents all my life, so I'm looking forward to talking about this episode. <laughs> Was that a Southern accent? Mm-mm. Not not a real one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what accent was the hell accent was he trying to do? Oh man. <laughs> I, Alien? I think it was yeah. <laughs> I have some thoughts, but we'll get into it. Same. Yes. Summary time. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Home on the Remains was written by Henry Worksman Jr., who's executive story editor for season two of Farscape, and this is the first of his three writing credits all this season, and is directed by our old friend Rowan Woods. The crew are out of food and things are getting desperate, particularly for Zahn, whose plant ancestry is making itself known. Without food, she is weakened and producing spores that are hazardous to the crew. But don't worry, Chiana knows a guy. Okay, not so much a guy as an axe. Well, when she says axe... How much did you steal? Still, what choice do they have? And so here they are, at a mining camp, on the carcass of a giant space creature, ready to do whatever it takes to get food from the guy Chiana freld and well freld over. But when they find him, he's dying, attacked by a beast and stung by a lethal pus, because this mining camp has never heard of health and safety regulations. There is nothing Chiana can do but put him out of his misery. Luckily, he has a brother, Basog, who now runs the camp. Unluckily, he's kind of salty that Chiana passed him over for his brother, but he understands hunger, or at least power games, and so he will feed the crew, but not her. You used up my charity. But there is someone at the camp who remembers her fondly. Altana, who is happy to give Chiana a feed and a good catch-up. Altana is on the verge of hitting big, it seems. She's found a rich vein of the crystals that they mine here, but sadly, Basog has closed the mine because of this creature who attacked his brother. I wonder if Chiana or her friends could help out with that. Back on Moya, Zahn is deteriorating. Aaron is trying to help, but to no avail. Crichton brings some of Basog's charity food, but it isn't enough. She's too far gone and needs meat to survive. But Basog is the only one with access to meat, and he will only trade it for crystals from the mine. The mine he has closed on account of Creature. There is one other thing that might make him give up some meat. I give you meat, you'll mind. Till I'm done with you. And so, Chiana, Dario, and Basog now launch into a classic opera plot. Santine, Mimi, Ch I mean Chiana, is the courtesan who will sell herself to the Baron, I mean Basag, to survive. But what's this? A young idealist who can offer the courtesan nothing but love and those sexy, sexy tentacles. 
Meanwhile, John is doing some light Captain Kirking, checking out the tunnels and investigating the creature, which appears to respond to the sound of a whistle. I wonder who's holding that whistle. Aaron and Pilot are still trying to help Zahn, and it is getting worse. Her spores are so intense that it's harming Moya, and the only solution is to seal her and Aaron in a transport pod and vent the ship to space. But now Zahn is missing. Aaron desperately searches the ship, but to no avail, and eventually she just has to seal command and hope for the best as they vent the ship. Luckily, Zahn happens to be in command with her, or maybe it's unluckily, as Zahn has lost all control now and attacks her. Good thing Aaron has her peacekeeper training and knocks her out. The Waltz of Chi Bogdargo is in full swing. Who loves who? Who will take the first step? Or will she choose safety over love? And while they're waltzing, John is dancing his own two-step with the creature. Naturally, it's controlled by Basog. Of course, who saw that coming? And finally, he kills it with a very handy spiky door. Elsewhere, Chiana's waltz is reaching its crescendo. But this isn't an opera. And so our ingenue is not going to lie there and die of consumption. She kills her evil baron, spraying him with the lethal pus, and leaving him to be consumed. And so to the denouement where everyone is chowing down on Crichton's creature barbecue and having kissed, we are left to wonder where the dance of Chiago will lead next. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Where shall we start? Initial thoughts? I, I didn't really care for this one. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Um, I wouldn't say that it's forgettable because it's certainly not forgettable. Like the stuff with Zahn is very like you can't forget that. But I was just like, eh, whatever, and let's watch the next one. Yeah, no, that's sort of how I felt. But there's still some good stuff in here, though. He is similar. I was I was mostly whelmed throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Neither overwhelmed nor underwhelmed. It was just mm-hmm. whelmed. I simply was. Uh, and and you know, the the bits on the planet. I think were my least favorite part of the episode. The drama up on Moya was my most favorite part. Um, mm. And like crazy serial killer eyes, Zahn. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I loved that. And, and like the, the cotton spores floating around. Mm-hmm. That was also just a really good effect as well. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, this is one of the ones where I think I find the sort of week to week plot kind of half baked. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy mm-hmm. the emotional drama with our the soap yeah. opera bits that yeah. they have emphasis on the opera this time because <laughs> it it was a little it, it was a little uh love triangle there towards the end. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, ex- except it's not it's it it's it's that unequal triangle where it's like the two people love she has no her only interest in the song. Is survival. Yeah. Yeah. I also felt like with that stuff, I felt like um Chiana was being treated like like an object a little bit. I mean um hundred percent. Yeah, she still sort of had her own a agency, but at the same same time, Dargo was trying to tell her what to to do and Basog was a little bit too. And yeah, it felt very much like um the challenge was whether or not she could be um, bartered with and used as a sex slave for however long, um, half an hour or whatever it is. Um, and that just felt weird to me, very weird and off. Well, there was an interesting uh, 
a progression. <laughs> and I, I appreciate the writers as Shiana is pointing a gun at the camera. She says, I've evolved as an individual. Hmm. Um, the writers are making sure that we're paying attention, literally holding the audience at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. But that her her character evolution in, in this the short, or I guess so far the the short arc that she's gone through was difficult to track and hold on to because it was so buried beneath Dargo trying to be all you know chivalrous and and mm, Dargo <laughs> yeah 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 uh, and Basag just being a slimy greaseball yeah so it it was it was alright. Yeah, and like she does get her own at the end, which was great. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that was um, God. That and, dissolving hand effect. Holy oh, shit! Oh, oh, gross! Like amazingly gross. I loved it. <laughs> um, yeah, amazingly gross. Yeah, um, yeah. I I feel like that that scene did sort of save it a little bit. Um, even, mm-hmm. even though it's it's still a very odd thing. But again, we're talking about a twenty year old t- TV show, so uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. See, I will get more into it, but I actually, I appreciate that this sort of, she is, act, she does actually have agency. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, she is, she is, she's doing survival sex work. Like, mm-hmm. that's what she's been, and it's clear that's yeah. what she's been doing. There's sort of a, an, an, a desperate edge of survival thing, and she is to the best of her ability, taking ownership in that. Mm-hmm. And we can see that the, that the men are, you know, that Dargo's trying to, you know, struggling to accept that because mm-hmm. she is being treated as an object, but is she is. She was like of, making a choice kind of. Yeah. She, mm. She's in a position where she is treated. She is objectifying herself and her body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm for her own survival that she needs Mm -hmm. to do that she is like she's taking as much agency as she can in Mm -hmm. that situation yeah and i i like i appreciate that and i appreciate that like i there's enough subtlety in the performance that we can see both where he's coming from and where she's coming from yeah she Mm -hmm. does not want to do it she does not want to be the the concubine of Yeah. Would you guys say that uh, she doesn't have a good choice, but she ha- has a choice? We, you you <laughs> could say that. <laughs> yeah, that. That's what I'm saying. We, we, we say. expected you to say that, yeah. and, and you I'm got sorry. in there pretty early. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just came, I wasn't planning that. It just came to me as you were speaking, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, she she absolutely, it wasn't a good choice, but she still was going to make that that choice if she had to. Um, well, and but that's and that's the thing. So and and that's 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 the arc that I was referring to for Chiana and and I I love um survival sex work. I love that that term, that phrase, Sarah. Mm. Like she because of the life that she has led so far and because of the experiences that she had that she has had so far, she is still trapped in that paradigm within herself. Mm-hmm. She she jumps immediately to well, Basang, isn't there any other way that I can pay you off? Like, mm-hmm. she's the one who makes that proposed suggestion. But yeah, sure, Basag is leering at her and looking her up and down the whole time, but she's the one who, who brings it up because 
for her, it is a survival mechanism that she is still, that she still um, busts out at a moment's notice because it's what she's used to. She's not used to there being other choices. She's not used to there being other options, other ways of doing things. Yeah, and I think it's important that she's doing it not only for herself. And by the exactly. way, survival sex work is not a term like that is what it's called when people do this mm -hmm. kind of thing. Hi, friends. Editing Sarah here. So I don't think I gave a great definition in the recording, so I'm going to read now from the Wikipedia definition of survival sex. Survival sex is a form of prostitution engaged in by a person because of their extreme need. It describes the practice of people who are homeless or otherwise disadvantaged in society, trading sex for food, a place to sleep, or other basic needs, or for drugs. The term is used by sex trade workers, poverty researchers, and aid workers. And just a heads up that in this discussion we slip a bit too much into gendered language. So just to be clear, this is a thing that can be done by a person of any gender. And also those most at risk are queer people, trans people, people of color, etc. People who are most likely to find themselves in extreme need because they have the fewest options in society. So that should make things clearer. This is something women have done since the dawn of time and not only women also you know rent boys mm -hmm. um or so you know has entered into these kinds of agreements whether temporary or whether as a courtesan like to survive yeah. um you know to in 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 situations where there is no other option like we we you know the song diamonds is a, are a girl's best friend Mm -hmm. that is actually about essentially survival oh. sex work even when, mm -hmm. when like because we were talking about the moulin rouge thing mm -hmm. because and when women could not have bank accounts and when women were not deemed people they mm -hmm. didn't have you know you couldn't save and the only thing that was yours was jewelry oh wow okay yeah so you would but in your youth, when you were beautiful and could attract gifts from men, you did. And you ported that shit. That wasn't, this isn't my best friend because it's pretty. This will pay my fucking rent. Okay. <laughs> when no one is going to give me a home. When, you know, when, when this guy isn't going to put me up in a, um, in a place anymore. You know? Wow. Um, you know, that's that's what that song is about. Yeah, I never consider that song from that perspective, but but it makes a ton of sense. You know, yep. that yeah. Um, and that's that's what you know, I I joke about in the summary about the opera courtesans. That's what they're doing. Almost all of them. Like Mimi is going <laughs> to the rich, is leaving her, you know, beloved guy who lights her candle because. The other guy can get her medicine so she doesn't die of consumption and she dies of consumption anyway. <laughs> Santine is trying to keep the the theater, the Moulin Rouge afloat so everybody doesn't starve. Mm -hmm. So like this is sort of like one of the oldest female stories there is. And I, mm -hmm. I think we could have gotten it a whole lot better if it had been written by a woman. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh... Yeah, um, that, that is we we need we need some kind of like a, a bell system because that keeps coming up in this show for yeah. the three of us is 
If we only like there it. was a woman in the writer's room. Yes. Yeah. If only yeah. there was X in the writer's room. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, women. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also significant. I just ha- had this thought now, and I think it's also significant that Chiana actually goes down to the Budong um, in, in, in intending to, to use her se- sexuality to get what, what they need if she has to, because uh, she like dress, dresses up and we get the, 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 the music and, and everybody comments on, on it. So yeah, I think it's, she was very much intending to do that if she had to. So I think that, that that's very significant, I think. Yeah. She has grasped the, that the situation is desperate. Mm-hmm. The, the rest of them, other than Zahn are still trying to cope with that. Like if we are down to frying the dentix, this is desperate. I know what to do in a desperate situation. Mm-hmm. And Dargo's over there being like, you don't have to put on that dress tonight. Yeah. You don't have to sell your body to the night. <laughs> Gianna! Uh, <laughs> and that's the thing. He, he knows desperation, too. Sure. But yeah. this isn't a situation where he, where he can sell his sword. Right. You know? Yeah. I still don't know how, how I feel about Dargo and Chiana. I just don't. I just <laughs> it feels on. like it feels like oil and water to me for, for some reason. It feels yeah. it is oil and water. And opposites attract, I know that, but I don't know. It's, it's just something about it feels weird, man. I don't know. It's oil and vinegar, and they make a delicious salad dressing together. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Um, I like vinegar and um salad um i don't know is it dramatically interesting yes Yes. that's the thing it is it is it is yes yes i'm i'm talking personality wise it just i almost feel like dargo being who he 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 is i feel like he would see her as like like a child or almost because she is she's like bratty and you know um that's sort of how i would think that he he would view view her and clearly he doesn't Thank God. Well, he, well, he did. Thank God. Well, he does, well, and he doesn't. There yeah, is he, the he's he started off with that perspective, and the more he's mm-hmm. gotten to know her, the more he's realized that there's more to yeah. her. Yeah, maybe I'll warm up to it, but right now I'm just I I love the scene scene at the end. Love it. It's great. It's great. But I, I just I don't, I don't think any of us are imagining Chiana and Dargo behind a picket fence with grandchildren. No, <laughs> but that's but that's sort of that's what I feel like the show wants me to going. think. Okay, I, I I I mean maybe maybe, but I I don't that this this setup for a ship doesn't usually go there. Um, but the thing, but that's yeah. not the only kind of ship there is because yeah, that can be kind of dull. Yeah, the one thing I am happy about is finally, or maybe it looked it would appear that the show is setting us up with a proper couple and. Rather than this, like teasing and let's bone, and then never to talk about it again. Josh, don't do do that to to me, man. Come on, Jack. Jack, you've been hurt too many times. <laughs> too gotta... many times, and I just I don't know why I care, but I care so much. You've got to know by now. You've got to know, Jack. It's going to be okay. No, I, just, I, like, I the I long love... game. Yeah, I loved that that last scene as well, and that was that was when it clicked for me. Uh, the arc they put in in place for Chiana because they 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 blocked that scene very similarly to when Chiana tried to thank Crichton 
uh, I think it was in the same on the same set even when she went in and tried to thank Crichton uh, and tried to kiss him and and he was like you know cool mm. cool you be over there yeah. uh, and this only this time it was somebody was offering for the first time I think in the show somebody was offering Chiana like genuine affection genuine sexual affection that she didn't have to earn mm-hmm. beg borrow or steal you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's I, to me. That's when I was like, "Oh." I also love her her uh, reaction when he w- walks out in the room. She's like, yeah. "No, <laughs> that was hilarious." <laughs> that was really good. Mm. Yeah, like she 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 enjoyed that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I just feel like there is something like Chiana feels a little lost to me. She's you know mixed up. She's 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 at a hard hard time, and something mm. about that. I I just feel like Dargo would want to be protective in like a paternal way rather than a romantic way but i don't know who am i like who am i they're consenting adults so it's none of my goddamn business and some, <laughs> sometimes things are complicated because i think he does have those feelings yeah as He's well as the sexy yeah. sexy feelings mm. that's what's that's what's making him so muddled and confused yeah and i mean i can i can relate like i get it so <laughs> <laughs> yeah Je- Jack also has those feelings for Chiana. Yes. <laughs> and, and Matala. Oh, Matala. Oh, Matala. And I'm sure you it's going to happen a lot. You don't feel protective for Matala, do you? No, no, no. I'm terrified of her in a really weird way. <laughs> <laughs> terrified, but also like, hmm. I'm way too open. I'm so sorry. You're never close. Please don't apologize. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, Anyway, where were we? <laughs> yeah, I think the waltz of of Chiago. Yes, um, Chiago. I love that ship ship name. By the way, that's great, Chiago. Love it. You invented that last time we recorded. Oh, did I? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, so, so yes, Jack, you do love it. <laughs> I I don't know why I don't I don't remember that, but I don't. But cool, Chiago. Cool, I did. Yes. It. Yay! We, we had a whole conversation about whether it was. We're trying meat. to figure it out. Or, <laughs> or cheese. Oh, or, I do remember that now. Yeah, yeah. So because I and then I just named it a waltz. Chiaga, love it. Um, that's that's right because it made me think think of Iago. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So, shall we talk about on this? Uh, Iago seems like a good segue to talking about Zod. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> character who doesn't know if she's a villain or a protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Well, would you guys, one of you guys, like to to take the floor here? Uh, I it, first of all, I'm 12 years old, and I had a really hard time. <laughs> When she sat up and looked looked John dead in the eyes, and she goes, "John, I need meat." <laughs> I didn't go there, and I just went. I didn't. I didn't. But I did now. You took me there, Josh. I, I went there with you. <laughs> I thought she was gonna like bite his finger off or something. She damn near. She damn near was, and she was gonna. Yeah. Eat her and, yeah. No, but like this was this was fantastic. Zon work. Um, first of all, that got the, the, the makeup. For the, yeah. The, the buds, buds coming out of her face. Yeah. It was really so good. good. Yeah. Uh, and the way her, her eyes kept changing color. Mm-hmm. 
Like that was, and that was real subtle. Like it's because she started off with yellow eyes, which usually has blue eyes. And so I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, does she always have yellow eyes? No. Yeah. Oh, no. And then they went red. And I was like, oh, no. Also, I realized anytime she is wearing a hood, some shit is about to go down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, so <laughs> soon as I saw her in the hood, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were off to a bad start there. Yeah. Um, and just the, the whole, like, Aaron trying to take care of Zahn and trying to, like, keep her from eating her and all that kind of stuff. The, I just I liked the whole I liked the trapped in a box story to, storyline that was happening on Moya. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. very very affecting and very compelling, and I kind of wish it had been the A plot instead of the B plot, because mm-hmm. um, it was just so well done. And Virginia Hay, you know, is always great whenever they give her things to do with Zahn. Yeah, uh, and just yeah, I just had a, I had a blast with the with the storyline up on Moya. I had a fun time with it. I um I enjoyed parts of what they uh did. Yeah, Josh. I, I love the uh buds and I, I love the uh pollen. I love the idea that she is she is a living plant. So they they gave her this sickness that that related to botany and plants and all of that stuff. I thought that was really, really, really cool. And there were there were times where she was genuinely terrifying and straight out of yes. a horror movie. Like, yes. like I love that. Like, like like I I was actually a little tense because I thought she was gonna like vamp vamp out at any moment moment and start like gnawing someone um but i am getting a little frustrated by the fact that the show keeps showing us like glimpses of her darkness but then it just abandons it um they they keep hinting at this stuff that couldn't be really interesting and um that's one of the things that piqued my interest first in 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 the show was this like darkness within her and we get these little glimpses and then it go, goes away. But what happens here seems completely different to what we saw earlier on in the series. I don't think it's related. I don't know. But um, no, this was I'm just pure survival instinct. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm getting a little frustrated by that. Um, it's almost like they don't know what to do or they try things and then decide against them. Um, and yeah, I just, I just, I want to take take a further peek under the hood there and see what's going on and actually explore it um to be fair we're only this this is what season two episode seven there's still plenty of time maybe i'm just being impatient but yeah that was my main com- complaint with the zahn stuff today even though i i thoroughly enjoyed parts of it yeah yeah i very much see it as a, as a, a moment in a bottle sort of mm. related to the plant nature because mm-hmm. we sort yeah. of have how different people respond to desperation. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, I like, you know, and Zahn has no control over, has, well, has, has very little control over herself. I think she is exerting control yeah. when she doesn't eat her friends. I was going to say, mm-hmm. yeah, she, she almost ate John. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but, you know, she, she doesn't have a lot of control. She is, but, She's not also totally like, well, animal would be our equivalent, but you know, she doesn't totally. It was animalistic. There was something about it. Yeah. Because the way that when she goes, as she calls it herself, savage, Mm -hmm. she attacks emotionally Aaron 
by mm. throwing out because I, I I love that in the Aaron and Zahn pilot stuff we get touches of the way they weren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, pilot is still not a hundred percent because of because of the things that happened then and what Zahn is throwing at Aaron are all the you know stuff that came up then you mm-hmm. know you, you know your peacekeeper um you know your nothing but kill kind of stuff it's all the things that that Aaron has been wrestling with and then we have Aaron who I love in this episode mm. Things aren't going right, but she's trying to science the shit out of things. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I yeah. love watching that. Yeah. And she was wrong. the hero. Finally, yeah. she was the freaking hero. And I love that. Well, I mean, we've seen her do more heroic things, but I just love that it wasn't John swooping in and saving the uh, day here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like glad. each of them gets to say, you know, we get three different day savings. Mm-hmm. I mean, we get Aaron, you know, in the, you know, desperation of the trying to help moya and keep zon alive and having to make that dreadful risk there's a thing um terry pratchett describes in when one of his books talks about the dreadful algebra of survival it's when you have to make those terrible choices Mm. and when she has to risk zon's life to save pilot you know she makes that and and moya like she makes that dreadful choice luckily Zahn happens to be in the one room that they don't vent. So, hmm. <laughs> but like, yeah, she, very, very lucky. <laughs> but we, we see Aaron to an extent risking Moya and Pilot and herself by taking hmm. the time to look for Zahn and then recognizing hmm. that, you know, this is the moment where we have to know we have to pull things, we have to stop. And right. Yeah. Cause if Moya go, goes down, everybody's dead. Like, there's yeah. just no, yeah. She's doing the triage. She's doing the algebra of survival. And, you mm-hmm. know, she and she has to knock. The, she has no choice but to knock Zom the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She has been trying. Like, mm-hmm. she could have done that to begin with. And I think mm-hmm. early Aaron would have been just like, let me shoot this bitch. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just like, be done with it. Shoot her and be done. <laughs> but she tries everything and she tries sciencing. Everything yeah. until she and has it makes no it choice. Worse. <laughs> she she to tries to science it and it makes it worse. It yeah, I love that too. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Um, there's I, also I this the moment. were a good idea. I me yeah. too. I I'm like, how did that not work? How did that yeah. not work? Like, come on. Um, but yeah, there's this moment where Zahn calls Aaron a brutish peacekeeper, and my 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 ears. Mal- malfunctions or something because I thought she called her a British peacekeeper and I was very <laughs> co- confused. I wanted if they were doing some weird like meta thing and I had to go back and listen to, to it again. Has I the subtext of colonialism become text? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that was <laughs> That was, that, was, that was a fun little moment moment for me. I, I actually giggled when I realized what I had, the mistake I had made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it it was really good. Yeah, it was really good to see Aaron. She was so adorable. Mm. And she was like, I'm just trying shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I I do love that, Um, you know, even though it would have sucked if Zahn had died, she was willing to make the tough call. 
you know, because sometimes you just have to. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then third, we have um, sort of John and uh, it doing his Captain Kirky stuff mm -hmm. and the little threads of whatever Rigel is <laughs> Rigel is playing Maverick. Whatever <laughs> Rigel is doing. <laughs> Rigel, that little shit. I... I don't have a ton to say about about John, but I'm I'm getting really annoyed with Rigel, like really, really annoyed. <laughs> he was literally going to let John die, like uh -huh. literally was going to just fuck it. Bye, I'm out. Like bye, Felicia. Like just take mm -hmm. off. Like you know, and it's played for laughs, and yes, it is funny, and it's in character. But like he screwed them so many times now that I just think, why don't they just? kick him out into the airlock like like he's shown so many times that he's a liability but they just mm -hmm. keep him around i don't know mm -hmm. um i'm nitpicking here because at the end of the day it's a tv show and he's a character and whatever like it's all good but i just feel like if i were in that situation i should be like you know we should just leave him on the, the planet here because he's just gonna screw us big big time well know. the thing is that he is a liability like 80 percent of the time and then every so often, like he comes his through, gambling yeah. has paid off before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and his negotiations mm -hmm. pay off. Mm -hmm. It's just in this situation, we are down to the bone on this carcass and nothing yeah. is working. That's yeah. the whole thing is pretty much nothing is working. I yeah. wish we'd. I wish they'd hit that note a little harder. That yeah, sort of yeah, showed some more starvation and yeah, or just like so much, you know, the stuff they're trying is just not working. Mm -hmm. they, Putting they, them in I, desperate situations. I agree with that, and I, I, it's a, it's an interesting. I don't know what you call it, but every once in a while, I think I can see writers having like a conversation with themselves through their work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in this episode that all of the things that we know work in the Farscape universe, the writers just decided this time they don't work. Like okay. Basag wasn't interested in trading. He was mm -hmm. willing to accept exactly one form of currency mm -hmm. and that's it. Whereas previously somebody would have been like, Oh, you've got a Leviathan. I'll bet you we can get some fluid from the sacks of the whatever. And, you know, like, yeah. whatever. Cool. Mm -hmm. Rigel, nothing that he he was trying was working up to and including playing a game where cheating is one of the win mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that. That was great. And, yeah. And I mean, he and he called himself out. He was like, I'm not thinking straight. Like, I'm starving. <laughs> I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not at my best right now. John wasn't able to talk the kidva down like this episode that is that was an interesting thing for me that i enjoyed this episode was full of the writers saying like all the things they've learned the photogasm all the things they've learned throughout the the series just don't matter in this episode just don't work in mm -hmm. this episode yep. and that's always interesting because it really backs the characters into a corner and it really requires the characters to be to make hard choices and to be innovative they just didn't go far enough yeah, I, I agree. It could have, they could have, that, that could have been a lot more textual and that could have been a mm -hmm. lot more like metaphorical. And instead yeah. of just like the writers were just kind of bored. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, is this guy's first Farscape script, even if he is story editor? Um, mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, and um, as always, it is laying track while the train is running. So, you know, it happens. But, you know, we critics are going to critic. And yeah, this is one that needed a bit more time in the oven to just take things, just turn up the pressure more. Mm-hmm. Just give us a bit more of this, um, you know, whatever you're used to doing to survive is not working. This is where, you know, the rubber meets the road or whatever, what, what metaphor you want to use. This is, this is the, the thing where nothing is working and, you know, our girl ends up having to kill someone. Of course, the thing is, she's already done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Less direct than, than when, uh, when she did that on the, um, uh, on the gamut base. <laughs> you know, you remember Mr. Human Torch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 a middle of the road episode with some mm-hmm. great moments. I don't um, know what to make of the accent choice. God. <laughs> yeah, it was like to me it it was they were doing Australian accents with a southern drawl and, and it was very odd to me. Like I couldn't to it me felt weird. Yeah. To me it was very Louisiana Bayou. Mm-hmm. And and which in my mind drifts over into like, are we talking about plantation owners? Oh, like what, okay. What kind of a commentary oh. are we making here? That's you know, interesting. But, I didn't think of that. I think there was trying for a Wild West something because we have the allusion mm-hmm. to Maverick and we have the mm-hmm. like we have the gambling guy and there's a John, mining. John leaned thing. into it too. He, he would affect a southern accent a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just so specific and terrible that, that <laughs> and, it was hard to keep track of. Well, I mean, John has uh, Ben Browder is Southern, so I think it's code switching okay. in his case. But these he other guys, fun. yeah, it, what accent is, is the guy with the hat? <laughs> That's his one in, in in particular. It was so Aussie, but so Southern. It was so strange to me. Yeah, he. He really he 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 dove in into that. He t- turned it up to eleven. Um, and is it just me? But was I? I felt like Basog's accent kept changing too. Like it did. he yeah. he would do the southern drawl, and then he'd just sound pure Aussie. It was very strange to me. And yeah, they're aliens, but also like it shouldn't at moments remind. If, if you're gonna well, go full alien, don't remind us of. Particular places. They're 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 alien, but everything's basically like earth coded. You know, know, like yeah. If you're gonna make up an entire accent, then make up an entire accent. Yeah, it was just (laughs) don't like buy you by by a I don't know like I don't know. I I guess I I swear I heard Quebecois sounds in there too. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Wow. It's like. We all just heard what we wanted to hear. Well, because that's that's related to the the Acadians who are related to the Cajuns. So, Mm -hmm. okay. (laughs) Oh, the diaspora, yes. Yeah. I guess I appreciate the effort. I guess that they tried something. Like, at at least Altera (laughs) just went straight for. Uh, just went straight. I have mystic yeah. with Australian and yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, 
like even I'm getting a little sick of every single species having an Australian accent. It's, it's just getting like <laughs> too much now. Like everybody in Farscape is Aussie. Like what? I'm I mean, sure we get some in... New Zealanders. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody Which in all is, the other series is just American. The New, so. the yeah. new Zealand or accent Canadian. is. The New Zealand accent is is basically Australian, but you have a golf ball in your your mouth. That's basically the New Zealand accent, and yeah, well, yeah, yeah. His his beside and like, anyways, just the, <laughs> the it's very strange. The 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 production design of this episode was top notch. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Kidva was I fantastic. Know, I don't know. The Kidva, there's something the about the Kidva that doesn't work for me. I think it is too obvious to me that that's a guy in a suit. And, and that's why And that's why it was <laughs> dimly lit, too. You never really got a very clear shot of it. Whenever, whenever the, the suit... Like it was, it was yeah, whenever the, well, yeah, but it like, made it work it, until the end. Yeah, whenever the suit or the monster is hidden in shadow, you know it's because it looks like crap. That that is just a guarantee. It's a it's a and good rule of thumb. It was working mm. for most of the episode, but uh, when they finally, when him and John are having their John McClane penis, <laughs> um, then yeah. you see too much of the suit, in my opinion, and it is mm-hmm. like that's a guy in a suit, and then let's barbecue him, and that just goes a little weird. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I I I liked it. I I liked that. I loved the design of the Budong. Yeah, yeah, that was very cool. Very very cool. Yeah. I mean, that is the Stamoya set redressed with lights and fabric basically. No, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry. I meant from like the the CG the, the next, the next Oh area. yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, the establishing shot. That was like oh yeah. shit. So it was basically a corpse, a half rotten corpse. It was a corpse. Was, yeah. Yeah, a big yeah, giant dino corpse. corpse. That beautiful, oh, where'd I go? That beautiful <laughs> zoom in. Uh, that was cool. Oh, that was that cool. Was... That was cool, but it kind of looks like shit, but I, I still love it because I love it when Farscape tries something really am- ambitious. It's like, yeah. oh, sweetie, you tried. Like, like good for you. <laughs> That's how I feel. And yeah, I love that too. I, I genuinely love, loved it, even though it didn't look great. I thought that it was just a cool, cool tra- transition. And I'm glad that they tried it, you know? And I like the way that they do the internals. Like, even though it is Moya set yeah. redress, like the red mm-hmm. and the light oh. and the, you know, the, it, it really works for a claustrophobic mind sense. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense that it would be uh, Moya redressed because it's here we are inside of yet another beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Moya redressed throughout the series, and mm-hmm. most often they do it well. And I think this is one of the ones that really does it well because mm-hmm. you can do a lot with lights and fabric and a bit and bit and polish. Especially, I'm always willing to like I'll just go with it. Spent enough time in the theater. You throw some sheets up. I'll go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting that's all and it, and it worked really well yeah. yeah um and just another point on um you know the starvation and what they uh did to um with that there was the, the scene right at the start john's uh cook, cooking these little grubs he calls them dentics yeah they're the actually cleaners they they are witchetty grubs uh which is a nausea term for uh the larvae of several uh moths um 
and cool, actually cool. very, very significant to Aboriginal folks. And um, particularly in our pre- pre-colonial days, it was a very important part of their, their uh, diet, but it's still very significant to some a- Aboriginal communities, especially out in the uh, desert and stuff. But uh, you can actually go out and do like bush, bush tucker tours where some Aboriginal elders will take you around and show you different ways to like survive off the land and stuff. And you can actually eat them. And um, I'm pretty sure... That that shot of them cooking was real. I'm pretty sure that was real because you can't <laughs> eat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I thought that was a nice little piece of Australiana that, that I appreciated. Yeah, it was also a callback because remember, this is the thing that Dargo showed him how to clean his teeth with. Oh, and says right. you mustn't, you must, don't swallow them. Ah, okay, yep, yep, okay. So, like, yeah, the, this now. is they are desperate enough to be frying their toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool, Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's really neat. I'd love to learn more about Bush Tucker. I don't yeah, want to yeah. It's very, very fascinating. Like, if you know what you are doing, you can, you can survive out there, even in like the, the really harsh uh, desert places. I wouldn't recommend it, you know, but if you have to, you can. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a whole thing. It's a whole like field. You can like study it. And, and yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it's very it's very interesting stuff. So yeah, Rigel and uh Rigel and John actually almost eat each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and I I appreciated the uh head headbutt because that's that's what I wanted to do. Uh uh John sort of head headbutts him, like yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah, no, I mean I Rigel has his uses. I don't mm-hmm. remember how much you used to love him. <laughs> I still do, but in in like a you're a little shit shithead kind kind of way. I, I love him as if he's like my annoying little little cousin, but um, he's still hilarious. I still have a lot of love for him. It's just I just feel like if I was there on that ship, I'd want to just kick him out, just like go because you're gonna get get us all killed. Um, Except for the one time out of however many that you. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you do have those your skills coming useful, yeah. But maybe he's gonna have this big heroic moment where he saves the day and becomes a good person, and you know, we'll see. <laughs> poker face, Sarah, poker face. <laughs> he is Rachel. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That'd be too far, too divorced from, from the character. I don't want to spoil anything, but he is also okay. Rigel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate that he stays in character. That's good. You mm-hmm. know, like it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, and John, of course, doing his Captain Kirk slash John McClain stuff where he actually says, Enough of this Captain Kirk bullshit. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really have a ton to say about John. He was doing his John thing, being being old John and Johnning this shit out of it. And good, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> he does manage to bring home the V dung thingy. Mm-hmm. What's, what was it yeah. called? The the meat. The meat. The, gets, me- the John, meat. John gets Zon her meat. <laughs> John does give Zon meat. I'm glad you didn't say his meat. <laughs> But I guess it technically was his because he was in possession of it. Um, but the meat, the, the meat actually looked tasty. Wait, the meat that was seen on screen that was being eaten looked tasty. 
I'll take your word for that. I don't actually <laughs> eat meat apart from seafood. Really? Oh, you're a pescatarian. Yeah, I have been since okay. I was eleven. Uh, yeah, I've um, I've exhausted my my notes here. I got not nothing left. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, there wasn't too much to this episode. Yeah, it was, it was an adventure yarn with some odd choices and some great production mm. design and. Yeah, uh, like like I said, didn't love it, didn't hate it, um, but yeah, yeah, it was nothing special. It was fine. It was fine. Mm. It was good. It was good. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, all 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 I had was you know the discussion of sort of survival sex work and the me- mm-hmm. you know the algebra yeah. of survival. You know, when you're desperate, which is actually that actually really um i i I appreciate you sharing that because that really expanded my understanding and and yeah like it that actually blew my mind a little bit so thank you well we have so many stories about this idea of like this the courtesan who you know chooses Mm -hmm. the guy with the money over the and then and the poor little romantic guy is all heartbroken and but most of the, those times, like that was survival. Poor little mm-hmm. ro- the romantic hero guy. Like I, I love La Triviata, but I want to smack Frederico <laughs> because he's all, "Why are you? Why are you putting me over, leaving me for the Baron with the money?" And then, even though I love you and you love me, like. Because food. Because food. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, in that case, it's also because your father begged me so your sister that isn't tainted by, by you know, association with me. Because your family has money, so your sister has options. I mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> I just always remember, I, I always remember that dire economic need is a form of coercion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because people will do things they wouldn't normally do when they're uh, desperate, or thing things that they they don't want to do. You know, you know, you know. There's many people. Actually, there's many, many people in jobs they don't particularly like just because they need to, you know, survive. Yeah, yeah we demonize this one form of work, this one form of selling your body. Hmm. But like going down a mine is also selling your body. Yeah, yeah it's, it's dangerous too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is dangerous yeah. as fuck. And one of those mm. has health and safety regulations. Right. And one of yeah. those does not. It, absolutely. And and it should because sex work is real, real work. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it, it there's complicated discussion about whether to decriminalize or whether to legalize and regulate. And the thing is that I actually think that all dangerous work needs some regulation. No, absolutely. But regulation yeah. should always be designed by the people who do the work. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what you don't have with sex work because you almost invariably have people who are trying to save women from sex work, from being exploited mm-hmm. for sex. Mm-hmm. But the people don't consider ever should we save the women or empower them to save themselves, right. haven't right. For the causes of what sends them to sex work, mm-hmm. you know, which is the same causes often that send people to go down the mines and just yeah. obliterate their bodies that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the desperation to avoid poverty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are fully capable of making 
of, you know, putting people who have experience in the position to do the regulating. Mm-hmm. We are fully capable of, hey, doing universal basic income so people don't actually need to mm-hmm. exist in a survival state. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't because mm-hmm. capitalism. Right. Because capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Capitalism is basog. <laughs> who who is who yeah. is holding the whistle of the beast that is going to kill everybody? Right, and using right. it as a reason to close the mine, which is the that's only an, way that people can get the crystals. That's a nice which analogy. Is the only way people can get meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. It's actually a really good analogy that's in this episode, but they mm. they don't. It, they don't lean into it. They don't lean into it because the pieces mm. are there. Um. For the you know to look at that, but you know, mm-hmm. and maybe they wanted to, but they have to get things by. There's always the network, yeah, and the sensors and, and all the that sensors crap. and everything, and just the mm. the year two the year two thousand. Yeah, were we in two thousand and one at this point? I think two thousand one at this point. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. So, but yeah, but I I still find that think that the the crumbs are there to see that because you know. Who does hold the whistles to the trained beasts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that snap at the ordinary yeah. workers' heels? Yeah, I've I've always found it very strange that sex work is is legal, or shall we say, particular form forms of sex sex work because it's quite an abroad um, umbrella. But uh, like in my neck of the woods, I believe it's being legalized, like like by the end of the year or something like that, which is great. But I've always found it odd that like. Like people, if somebody wants to have sex in exchange for money, why is that such a bad thing? Like, why should that be illegal? I don't get it. Um, um, some people could make the argument then that it's it's not reg- regulated, but but as you said, Sarah, then just fucking reg- regulate it. Like, don't why make yeah. make it illegal? Yeah, like it 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 doesn't make sense to me why that's illegal. It, but you, you I don't get it. Have to let the people who do it. Yeah, the regulator, yeah, because there is also it, it is this thing that brings out people's like savior instincts. People turn into Dargo. Yeah, uh, yeah. because it is I believe yeah. in Canada, it is now legal. Um, mm-hmm. But there's it all is not these, legal in Texas, <laughs> but there's all these insane rules around it because I don't think it's I think it's still illegal to actually buy sex. OK, and it's illegal to profit from sex. <laughs> There, there okay. are there are degrees, there are gradations. We have strip clubs in Texas. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have porn shops in Texas, mm-hmm. but prostitution itself is not legal in Texas. Right. As as I understand it now, uh, in Canada and in many places, there is, and it's also a European model. I think it's. Uh, I am not an expert on this stuff by far. I like you guys no, should look deeper neither. into it. Um, and there's an excellent essay someone did. Um, around the the film, uh, there was a film recently. I'll I'll put it in. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a video essay that went into the ethics and all around sex work. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, there is a, a oh the regu- the legalization model is is uh, to have the sex work be legal, but is illegal for someone else to profit by it. Which means that they can't have like a driver 
No pimps. Or, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, they're trying to avoid pimps, but what they end up doing is that they can't, you can't have a security but, guy. But they need protection. Yeah. Because yeah. some, some of that, that clients are fucking cra- crazy. Like, and then know. they, and they can't have like, you know, uh, ways to advertise um, on like, you know, forums and stuff. But those forums yeah. were also ways that they often used to organize, like mm-hmm. trying to protect each other. So all the things that people who have no experience, who think they know what's best, the Dargos, do to try and protect the people who are actually doing the work, often ends up, the well-meaning people end up putting the girls in more danger. Because the things that the girl that they want to do, the workers, Mm -hmm. to make things safer, uh, you know, are too close to comfort for the more you know for the dargos of the world who don't see the difference mm-hmm. between that and pimping right right and it's like this is why like i think the people you know, this unions make us strong <laughs> this is why people who go down the mines should be the people who, who should be part you know a big part of the people who make the safety regulations for the mm-hmm. mines. right this is also true for the people who have to sell sex mm-hmm. they you know they 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 need to be the ones who they they understand so you you can't come out come from the outside i shouldn't be saying what is um you know the best way to keep a survival sex worker you Mm -hmm. know some you know impoverished probably not white a woman with kids in downtown vancouver Mm -hmm. who may or may not have substance abuse issues I know, I know that I don't know enough to say what's right for her right. to keep her safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people, especially people who call themselves feminists, unfortunately, who think that, who have even less information than me and think that they know how, what should be done to keep that girl safe. Well, well yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's also these a- antiquated ideas that like, sex workers are like um and and like escorts and stuff are, are, are desperate women who are in need of saving they're in bad situations and and, and look some are doing it out, out of desperation as we've spoke, spoken about but there are some particularly t- t- today that do it as a career because they they want to like some of them are well-adjusted perfectly fine women that just for whatever reason, that's what they want to do for 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 a living, and that's okay. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I'll be honest. I find the idea of someone paying for sex icky. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of things that people do for money that I find icky. Exactly, that's the thing. It's it's yeah. <laughs> and then then that and then also I was judging the guys who do it, not the you know not the people who are trying to make a living. And again, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't think there's any problem. Up. I don't I don't see a problem in, in the side side of it. Um like for some men it's it, it's just they don't have time for, for, for a relationship and you know, there's a whole host of things. But yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Um Yeah, I I don't know. You know, maybe it's an old bias of mine, but I hmm. like I just there's something about it hmm. about, you know, the power relationship. Okay. Um makes me uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, I think if things, if it were safer and the power relationship wasn't 
I, you know, if the power relationship was safer, maybe it wouldn't bother me, but it just, and then, and again, I, my, 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 you know, my whatever icky feelings aren't, <laughs> are nobody's business but mine. <laughs> well, yeah, and as you said, it's a personal bias and you're not even sure, <laughs> like you're not sure whether it's a, a legitimate thing or some something you need to address or whatever. And, and, and it, yeah. it is just about the power imbalance. I feel like the, mm-hmm. I, I feel uncomfortable about. See, I personally, I personally feel like it's, it's the sex worker then is in, in power myself. Cause I mean, she's, she's the, she's Supposed selling a, a service. Yeah. I think that's I the thing know. I would feel, I think, I feel like yeah. too often, I feel like the situation as it is now, mm-hmm. She isn't because of a lot of the, because, you know, of the stuff we talked about that's putting her in that position. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see. Yeah. Okay. I think think maybe, I I, I think I kind of feel similar about the guy doing that, that I feel about the billionaire exploiting his (laughs) exploiting, you know, lacks, um, you know, uh, work and safety mm-hmm. stuff to get more, you know, sort of taking I get you. desperation of his work. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't quite understand the angle you were approaching it from, but yeah, I get what I you're mean, saying. I mean, there's, there's yeah. also like a personal kind of squick at the thought of the paying for sex bit, but mm-hmm. which is, which is the, you yeah. know, a bit of old programming. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, though, if, if there was, you know, Full legalization and reg- regulation done by the workers them, them, themselves, it would balance that out significantly. Yeah, if workers yeah. actually were in control, if we had UBI, mm-hmm. ultimately, ultimately, it isn't my business. And I know that it isn't my business. Same. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're, we're only talking about it where we're talking about it now because this episode brings it up. And, mm. you know, my, my the, my overriding opinion, regardless of feelings and everything else like that, is that it's also like it's not society's business, and we're making it our business in a way that makes the women and and boys, you know, and men doing it unsafe. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is the problem. Yeah, we are, absolutely. We are making our moral feelings into laws that are putting these people in, you know, in unsafe conditions. Mm-hmm. You're singing the song of the United States government right now. <laughs> too real, Josh, too real. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and I say that from a million miles away. At least my government doesn't regulate harm, relatively harmless uh, other recreational Substance yeah. <laughs> activities. <laughs> and still, y'all just enjoy not living in America right now. That's fine. Uh, Canada is still pretty shit about a lot of things, but um, no, no, we win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, overall, yeah, it's not even a competition. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be the winner in this instance. No. <laughs> Josh, if you ever need an asylum, buddy, you say the word. You say the word, and I'll get you out. <laughs> your co- your continent is my next stop. <laughs> uh, I like my little island. Yeah, sex work is work. 
and the people who choose to engage in it should have both the freedoms and the protections to do so. And Absolutely. That's, yeah. That's my thought. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long and short of it. Less words to say that. Yeah, (laughs) that is seriously. At the end of the day, that's the long and short of it. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's that. That's that's it. That's the yeah the the summary. Yeah. The question is, how do we make that a reality? Because of course, labor is complicated. Labor is complicated, and dire economic need is a form of coercion. And so, yeah, and especially the last two years. Yeah. Is this where I like make work. the letters UBI just sort of float across the mm. screen? <laughs> and actually, I, think, I didn't yeah. think about um, COVID sort of decimated the uh, sex work in industry because no no one could have contact with each other. So yeah, well, it it, it, it was pivoted the sex other... work industry just like everything else. Old mm. OnlyFans took off. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. It did. It did. Oh yeah, yeah it did. Yeah. Which at least is is largely a safer option. It is. Yeah, because. Yeah, no, you're in the same same of your own home, and yeah. But dire and economic it, need is a form of coercion, and so sex work engaged in for a survival thing, or as an indentured servitude, or as payment or recompense in any way, shape, or form, ought to be uh, prohibited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not the sex worker who should be paying the price. It is people who are exploiting someone exactly. else's desperation. It is the basag. Like Basog, like God damn it, Basog! God damn yeah. it! We finally we're, we're back to the episode. Fuck yeah. you in your melted hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. it hurts. It did. Like, the <laughs> yeah, fact did. that she kills the guy, and I'm like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, See, was, I, I think... was like, cool. I I, I kind of like like she let the mine eat the capitalist. See, I don't think she actually killed him. She maimed him bad, badly, and I like that. I like that she didn't actually kill him. Oh, no. Oh. It's clear. She makes it clear in the beginning. That acid eats you till you die. Yeah, oh. it's just going to keep all the Sorry. Whoosh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. The all mind right. no, it, it was literally quick. It was ate quick. the rich. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. The, yeah. Um, they, yeah, sorry. I missed that point. No, it was easy to miss. They breezed past that line. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, she, she could have shot him point blank. She yeah. sprayed him with acid that will so she wanted him to suffer. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> Which is very similar to the death that she, the other death she's inflicted so far, where she set mm. the dude on fucking fire. Yeah. 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 Chiana doesn't yeah. just want to kill you. Chiana wants you to make sure yeah. that you know you're dying. Yeah, I was yeah. going to fuck say with that girl. Yeah, yeah. I was going to kind of say, oh, oh, it's good she didn't actually kill him, but it's not bad that she actually did. That's 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 fine. Yeah. He was a shithead who deserved it. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're going to keep sex slaves, you kind of just deserve whatever you get, really. Yeah, plus he was stealing other people's claims. <laughs> Murder. Yeah. yeah. Killed his brother <laughs> to take, yeah. Yeah, why the fuck did he kill his brother? Did they ever tell talk about that? Yeah, I think yeah. you take control or something. I think this is Power. the stuff that needed a bit more work. Yeah. More time in the oven. Like you said, half-baked, yeah. The pieces are there. Hmm. You know what keeps happening is the uh, the writers of Farscape keep forgetting they only have 42 minutes to tell a story. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the time it's rushed. Yeah, I really yeah. do. Hmm. They, have these, they have these very big ideas mm. and they're like oh shit it's tv yeah <laughs> yeah like they're writing a movie but, but then they're like oh fuck hang on and yeah. sometimes it works beautifully sometimes mm. it goes 
a complete yeah. mess, but usually an interesting one. Yeah. And sometimes it Say it. goes halfway. Oh no, like sometimes <laughs> that's, the, that's the interesting mess. It's Jeremiah. This is, this is the this is the kind of halfway there. Yeah, mm. this was fine. This was fine. This was this was fine. Everything Whoa, we're halfway there. Living on a prayer. Take my hand. We'll make it. I swear. And then <laughs> spanked him in the ass. It was fine. <laughs> Roxanne. Roxanne. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's going on now. Never fall in love with a woman who sells herself. It always ends badly. Okay, so I think we are done with, you know, debating sex work and talking about episode. That was a whole tangent. Like, we've had tangents before, but that was a fucking tangent, man. That, yeah, that was that, that, the wild that we weren't know, even talking about Farscape anymore. I might cut that down a bit to make it make more sense, but like, we're trying to fill in the time. Anyway, uh, yeah. like I said, I am going to put um, links to uh, that excellent video essay. I think it's by Virally Bitchy um, mm-hmm. in the, the description. Uh, so you can learn about this stuff from someone who knows more than me. Because, yeah, I only I, I know bits and pieces. I know enough to know I don't know enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so. What is everyone's favorite parts? It's 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 very easy easy to me. The conversation at the end with uh Tiana and Dago, um, how she basically says that yeah, no, she's um yeah, no, she's she's um like being on guard to feel safe and all that stuff. And Dago's basically like, you are safe and 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 you you don't have to be on guard here and then the kiss and it was great. Loved it, it was good. I think for me, it was the climactic confrontation between Aaron and Zahn in command uh, after she got, after Zahn got locked in with Aaron um, and she was, you know, she was creeping up on her with the buds and the eyes and everything like that. And, it was, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she goes, you're a, you're a, you're a pile. You can beat this. And Zahn's like, you're right. I can. She goes, Bop! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> Uh, I love both of those bits, and I don't know. I don't know what my favorite part is. Um, yeah, it's kind of tough. This this one. Yeah, it's kind of tough. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I, I think I like. I just like everything about um, Gianna and Dargo. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting waltz this episode because hmm. they're both kind of wrong, kind of right. Hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do do with it. Even after all the smack up talk, I'm curious to see where it's gonna yeah, gonna go. Because I think they are kind of right for each other and kind of wrong for each other, and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's an mm-hmm. interesting dance. It's cute. Mm-hmm. It is the waltz of Chiago. Chiago. <laughs> so the next episode is called "Dream a Little Dream." Ooh. Mm-hmm. And do we have any predictions for that? Is that dream a little dream of me? Um, guest starring um, Bomb Barbara e- Eden as Jeannie from I Dream Jeannie. 
There we go. You heard it here first, folks. Well, we already have Maldus this season, so I guess I have to <laughs> actually predict something now. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking alternate reality. Oh, okay. that could be fun. Actually, yeah. you know what? I think you're probably right. There's something like that. Something like, or people getting pulled into dreams. Or, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Freddy anyway. Krueger. Oh my God, it's Freddy. Freddy's <laughs> going to make, make an appearance. Oh, I wish. That would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> and then the episode after that, which is probably going to be after Christmas for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're, we're nearing our Christmas break because Jack will be mm-hmm. going away. Um, yeah. Is called um, Out of Their Minds. Oh, good. Ooh. Do we have any predictions for Out of Their Minds? I'd say people are going to go out of their own minds. That's a crazy. Well, that already happened with crackers. Hijinks. Yeah, I, I'm. It's going to be crackers part two, is what I'm guessing. Basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand with Jack on this one. Okay, and Ren is going to be joining us for that one. Cool. Oh yeah, is that and we will be doing a reaction. Is that Ren oh. the Barbarian, the YouTuber? That is Ren the Barbarian. The YouTuber. <laughs> oh, nice. So that was that'll probably be our first record after Christmas. Cool. cool. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we might, we may or may not try and sneak in a Christmas episode, uh, probably, probably with um, Ren rather than Jack because Jack will be flying off to Sydney. Yeah, and I can't really film while I'm away. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, we did Muppet Christmas Carol. Maybe we should do um, the Muppets Home for Christmas. Die Hard. Sorry. <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. I, I was thinking that, of that another guy. Muppet Christmas thing, but you know, too bad they didn't do Die Hard. Muppet Die Hard. Oh my God. They haven't done Muppet Die Hard. That would be incredible. Oh, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Okay, what would be your Muppet cast? Do a Muppet cast, only one human for Die Hard. I would keep Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber and no the rest way. of Muppets. No? No, he needs to be a Muppet. Okay. I think I would keep Bruce Willis as John McClane. Or Al. I'd keep Al, um, the uh, police officer outside. The thing maybe. is, you could do a really neat Muppet cast with any of them as the one mm-hmm. human. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I really, I want that every to happen. Time. Yeah, but who, who would you cast? What's the Muppet you would cast as Hans Gruber? Oh. Um, what's his name? Um, Gonzo. Gonzo. Uh, um, actually, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of. Yeah, good. it's good, isn't I, it? I, I can, I can kind of imagine the Sam the Eagle, or there are in fact two Hans Grubers. Statler and Waldorf. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I'd say just Kermit as uh, John McLean because that's just great to me. So Miss or, Piggy um, is the wife? Oh, yes, there yes. it is. <laughs> Done, yes, that's it. <laughs> See, I was actually going to say Kermit as uh, Al, as Sergeant Al. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Um, 
Hey, uh, really. I, shot, I accidentally shot a kid, and uh, maybe I um, been able to pick up my pistol. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like Grover or something as uh, John. That could be fun. Grover, yeah. um, or animal yes, even. Grover, bring bring animal away from the drums. Now to see like Sam the Eagle as John McClane. <laughs> Yippee ki motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is making making me more and more sad that it's never going to happen. <laughs> I think it's more fun in, in imagining it. Yeah. Okay, uh, so that's our question yep. for the audience. Uh, yes. Give us What's your, your fan, fan yeah. cast of Die Hard or another Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see some Muppet fan casts for It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> and the sillier, the better. I Maybe think. Christmas rules, savings and loan. <laughs> oh no kermit has got to be clarence oh my god home alone but you keep macaulay culkin <laughs> and not macaulay culkin as a kid macaulay culkin as he is now <laughs> playing yeah, yeah. Macaulay culkin now. yeah. Play, playing his eighth <laughs> the role yeah. of an eight-year-old this is, this is my house i have to defend it <laughs> oh god yeah, so that's the, the the Christmas challenge for our for our, yeah. for our listeners. Yeah. Give us any Christmas movie or Hanukkah movie uh, mm-hmm. re- with a fan recast the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Are there are there Hanukkah movies? I think there's some Adam Sandler ones. All right. Oh yeah, eight days, uh, uh, eight crazy nights. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard of it. Adam Sandler Hanukkah cartoon movie. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's more movies than than there are as that I know of that there are Eid movies. Mm. <laughs> so um, yes, that is that. I think we are out of words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap this up. <laughs> okay. So where can people find you? Uh, who are you referring to, me or Josh? <laughs> How, you, what order do we usually go in? You, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Go yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so, all right. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm off my game. All right. I'm, I'm a little unwell. A little, no. I'm so good. I love you both. I'm sorry. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Lack of Surprise One. That's all one word with the number one at the end. Um, you can also find me on, on Instagram at Jack Cram, all one word, lo- lowercase. And over on our di- Discord server, I'm Jack Spraddington over there. Josh, where can people find your wonderful self? Uh, I just, you know, mostly I just hang on Instagram at Josh Gosden um, when I'm not uh, nestled serenely at Jack's feet as he reads me bedtime stories at night. One day, buddy, one day. <laughs> Uh, well, um, I, if you want to make that happen, folks, uh, you could sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a that video a out of it. Plug. That was a fucking great good. plug. I, we, we haven't, we haven't increased any patrons in like ages. So, <laughs> so we need to come up with some incentives. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reward. <laughs> Fly me to Australia so Jack can read that damn story. Can't can't you set goals now in Patreon? You can set goals. So there it is. I should look up the cost of a flight and make that a tier. It's about fifteen hundred to two grand somewhere around there. So yeah, (laughs) I've I've looked it up because yeah. 
Um, one yeah. day, buddy. One day. Sarah, Sarah, <laughs> where can people find you, please? Yeah, Sarah, where can people find you? Well, I'm not curled up at Jack's feet. Um, you could be, sadly. though. You could be. <laughs> <laughs> Always open, Sarah. Always open. <laughs> Um, you can find me on YouTube at the Costume Codex, although I am contemplating a rebrand of the channel. So it might be I'm I'm kind of thinking about maybe calling it the Fat Culture Critic Critic. Oh, okay. Or just under my name. I don't know exactly yet. I just have gotten away from doing costume stuff. And mm-hmm. I haven't gained a lot of subscribers or patrons recently. So I think I don't know, maybe I need to. Say a little more of what's actually on the tin in my video. <laughs> always got to keep it fresh. Always got to be evolving because, yeah, things stagnate no matter what you are doing, really. So you need to, yeah. And my ADHD things. brain takes me to making what I'm interested in rather than what I said I was going to do when I started the channel. <laughs> Which you is can before. still do costumes I mean, on the side. Yeah, and I sometimes I do. But, like, I've done a whole degree since then on, like, mm-hmm film and representation and gender stuff so mm-hmm. yeah this is me finding a way to say i got my degree congratulations by the way well done <laughs> you, you finally did it I, I have i have milked that a lot great job <laughs> but yeah i did i did the cap and gown stuff um nice. okay and while the muscopolists continues i am still on twitter uh, at Bluestock and Zara. By now, yep. <laughs> but I have also added a Instagram that I cannot remember the name of, but will be linked in the description. <laughs> <laughs> We're great at this. <laughs> oh yeah, so professionals. Good. Uh, and, and I and I've gone back to Tumblr, uh, which I which is uh, is Zara the Fat Culture Critic. Yes, isn't everybody doing so well with the Muscopolis of Twitter? Muscopolis. Um, mm-hmm. Muscopolips. <laughs> Sorry, you're doing okay tonight. You're doing all right tonight. I'm a Sorry. little punch drunk. You're doing okay tonight. I'm okay. a little punch drunk. Okay, why don't why don't we just ease ourselves right <laughs> on to the end of this podcast here? We that got is, there. That is here. probably a good idea. Yes, we are at the end. So yeah, you can find us on all the things, and you can hopefully in two weeks we'll have dream a little dream, and then we'll be gone for Christmas for a bit. So thanks everybody. Bye, y'all. Thing but love and those sexy, sexy tentacles. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, John is. <laughs> Stop talking at me. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at sexy, sexy tentacles. Yeah, you can't just, you you can't just bust that out. Okay? <laughs> I even wrote that. <laughs> I didn't can't write just... that. I didn't write that. That was off my head <sighs> just now. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that was improv. <laughs> well done. <'cause> that was <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> Meanwhile, John is well done. <laughs> now I've got. Uh... The tango from Mulan stuck in my head. Or uh, Mulan Rouge. Yeah, not Mulan. Do not <laughs> fall Mulan. in love with a woman who sells herself. It always <laughs> ends badly. Sad. You don't have to put on that red light. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Yeah, it's unusual for us to be singing and you not.
Yeah, right? What's going on? I don't I don't remember. I only remember the, um as an um Di- Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. from, I, I remember that song. That's it. I don't, you don't remember I don't Marmalade Lady? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, oh yeah. god, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Couldn't forget that. Nope. I mean, who who could? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Never be sorry. <laughs>